You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. So we have a couple of stories to share today, and we have four here. We're we're looking for four more. So if you feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit, if you would come down and find Pastor Greg, share with him that the Lord is moving on your heart, because we believe that there are some stories to be told here, some witness to one another of what God is doing. So if you feel that nudge or you're feeling your pulse quicken a little bit, that might be the Holy Spirit. And so you can make your way down. All right, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit. I'll hold on the mic. Hi, guys. I'm Adelaide. I'm a sophomore. And I really wanted to share about the Lord and how He is faithful this morning. A lot of this summer, I've learned that it's really easy like, to get caught up in what we're doing or what we think we need to do to think we need to make the Lord happy or to make other people happy or even make ourselves happy or to earn our way to what we think we're supposed to do or to earn our way to God. Um, but in reality, all God asks us to do is to be faithful. And I learned that this summer through a number of circumstances that I don't have time to share. But He is faithful and He will always remain so. And... All he asks us to do is just be faithful in return. Amen. Thank you, Adelaide. Hello? (laughs) Okay. So I just wanted to really briefly share, um, as some of my closer friends know, I have struggled with depression and uh, intrusive thoughts of suicide for a long time. Um, And I had felt like I had experienced a breakthrough last year, and I was living in that in a long time. And after the outpouring, actually, I got hit with this new wave of that that just hit me so hard. And I've talked to some other students here and I know I'm not the only one who feels that, but I just wanted to hopefully share an encouragement because somebody spoke a word into my life that was really poignant to me, basically just telling me that faith isn't just something that you say. Like, it's not just saying, you know, I believe in Jesus or, you know, telling somebody that, which is important, but faith really is living that every single day when you don't understand what's going on, when you feel angry at God because you just can't process why this is happening to you, that that is living your faith right there. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Amen. We're going to, you know, I know it's the beginning of the semester and I'm still new here. So thanks for your grace. But I think there's people in the room that might relate in a couple ways. I think I would love to pray for two, two groups of people. I think the first group of people, personally for myself, post outpouring was not the easiest months either. And I just want to dignify that that might be a shared experience. So if there's anyone in the room that has experienced even confusion around this It's really profound moment when the Lord met us, but since it's been really hard and confusing. Would anybody relate to that? Yeah. If you would, would you be courageous enough to stand so we can pray for you? It usually takes one person. Thank you for your boldness and courage. Yeah. Anybody else that's been disorienting since February? I would be standing as well. Thank you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you were calm in the storm. Jesus, that you are steady and true and that you don't rush or raise your voice when it comes to your children, Lord. So Jesus, I pray for every son and daughter in this room that it's been disorienting. 
I pray that you'd bring them peace and steadiness in Jesus' name. We plead the blood over their minds and hearts, and we call out the spirit of chaos and fear. You have no space, and we send you to the foot of the cross to be dealt with in Jesus' name. I pray for relief and peace to wash over this place and over my brothers and sisters. Thanks for their courage. Would you give them an extra measure of peace in this moment? Would you make your presence known with joy and peace? And we all said, amen. Thank you guys for your courage. The second person or second person I might be led to pray for is those who could relate to that very end. Like I've said, I believe in Jesus, but I, it's really hard to pick him like every day. I have faith in Jesus, but the faithfulness of picking him every day, we need like this spiritual grit and durability and, and endurance. And some of us might be weary. Yeah, if some of us are weary, I would ask if any of you are weary in your walk with Jesus, needing to be rejuvenated to pick him day after day, maybe moment after moment, would you make yourself known? And we would just pray for perseverance and endurance. It usually takes one person. They stand. Thank you for your courage. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Jesus says, come to me right? Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. So let's, let's pray. Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit will fill these brothers and sisters to overflowing. Holy Spirit, I thank you that we don't have to ask for your help because that is your name. You are the helper. Jesus, I thank you that, that you sent your Spirit to comfort us and advocate. So Jesus, would you be generous with your voice in each one of their lives? Would you pursue them? And Holy Spirit would be generous with your presence. And Jesus, if they've gone a season of just not picking you, would you rejuvenate and revive their faith? Jesus, give them an endurance like uh, like none other. And Jesus, would you dignify the difficulty of this season? Like a good father, would you speak to each one of them and say, I see, I see you. I see you. You have what it takes in me. So Jesus, would you make yourself known to them and would you give them endurance and grit to pick you every day? Jesus, we love you. And we all said, amen. Thanks, y'all. Hey everyone, as you guys might know, my name is David Dobson, and so today I am going to share a little bit about something that's been happening over the course of the last few months, but as most of you, uh, I went through the process of applying to college and getting to campus and starting classes, which was a giant shift in my life from being with family, being with just the environment in general, and so that kind Going through that just exhausted me. I mean, I became super weak. I became super sick. I just couldn't, like, find the will in myself to continue just, like, doing everything. And I didn't think I would make it so, just mentally or physically. But a verse that encouraged me during that time is found in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. It was really a lifeline verse for me, something that I was able to hold on to and gave me encouragement, and I hope it gives you encouragement today. It says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamities. When I first read that verse, it kind of put things into perspective for me, just like, I'm not supposed to do this on my own. I was never meant to. It's just my own sinful flesh and selfishness 
wanted me to try to do it on my own. And the devil wanted me to do it on my own because he knew I would fail, because he knew that without God, who's my lifeline, I wouldn't be able to do anything out of my own strength. And so just the last few weeks, I've really taken advantage of that verse a lot, just leaning a lot on God's strength. And so by his grace, I've been able to make it and hopefully we'll continue to do so. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Hi. My name is Justin. Uh, I'm a freshman here, and I just want to testify about the past two weeks that I've been here. So we've been worshiping. I don't know if you guys seen, but we're, we've been worshiping on the green every day. But it just started with, I was just worshiping, and I felt kind of crazy doing it. But then one other person, and then two other people, and then like 10 other people, and then 20. And it was like, yesterday it was like 30 people. And people go to class, and they'll just stop by and like worship, and then take time out of their day, and just even sit and just do homework while they're worshiping. And I just seen this like crazy hunger and this crazy passion that that is being built on this campus and that is that is God is like brewing up in this place and I just want to encourage everyone like if you even have like five minutes while you're passing by just to just to join we'll be there at 3 today 3 p.m. today and worshiping once again but I really believe that as we worship this is not just a cry for our campus but this is a cry for all campuses for holiness for only to live for Jesus Christ only to live for his will and his dreams like we are seeing movement even happen revival happening right now not just this campus but even like my friend he goes to Georgia Tech, one of the darkest campuses in America, but they started daily worship and prayer on campus. So I really want to encourage you. Let's, let's fight for this together. Let's see this revival together. Amen. Hello. Um, so I really felt God speaking to me during that last song, and I was like, my heart started racing. I started getting shaky, and I was like, Lord, please. I really don't want to do this. This is so scary. I was like, you know, like, if they offer a chance, I'll go, fine. And then she did, so here I am. But um, something that's really been on my heart lately is just how like good God is. I know that's so simple, but it's true. And God is such a friend. And when you come to college, you're expected to just be best friends immediately with all these people you've never met. You're just expected to immediately meet your best friends and the love of your life and know what God's calling you to do. But truly, God is all you need. And when it's hard and when you feel lonely, God is a friend and he's there and he's your firm foundation. And he can't be shaken by what you're thinking or what you're feeling or the stress that is on you. God is your firm foundation. And I just wanna remind you and remind myself that you can always run back to God and he will always be your friend and he will always be your firm foundation that you can rest on and truly trust in. Lord Jesus, we pray today for those who are like Callie, who just experienced some loneliness. I know that loneliness is our shared human condition, and we all find ourselves in those spaces. So Jesus, would you remind those today who are really feeling uh, the enemy of loneliness, would you remind them, Jesus, that your goodness covers them and that you are their friend. You walk with them and know them. Would you open up their spirit to you more and more and also bring the people you are calling into friendship with them around them. In your name, amen. So I did not wake up this morning with the plan to speak in front of all of you in chapel, but that was one of probably the biggest things I learned over the summer is that it's not my plans that matter. At the end of the spring semester, I had my whole summer scheduled and planned out. I knew exactly what I was going to do. Every single one of those plans fell through, and it was really hard for me because I like that control, but the things that God put into my life instead were just infinitely better than what I could have planned on my own, and if he hadn't, well, it said, 
said my plans were stupid and his were better, then I would have missed out on a lot of blessings this semester, this summer. And even though I don't know what the rest of this semester look at, looks like, I am scared but confident that I can trust in God and his plan for me and that he knows the best. Amen. My name is Amelia. Um, I'm a freshman here. And uh, when I came to Asbury, I knew, yes, I want to be in a place where God is at the center of everything. And this past summer, I had been wrestling with a lot of questions such as, how do I have, like, do I have enough of God? How, how do I know whether or not something is part of God's plan for me? And then today, sitting there in my chapel seat, listening to the first testimony, I felt the urge to just come down here and speak. And I didn't really know much of what I was going to talk about, but even though I'm a little nervous sometimes, one of the things that I'm trying to become more in tune with is saying yes to the Holy Spirit like I did just now. Amen. Thank you for your yes. Thank you. Amen. I'm Rachel. I'm a freshman. Um, a month or two ago, uh, I started to really lose faith in God. Just, I started having all these questions and all these doubts. And when I was thinking about it and talking with my mom about it, I sort of started to pray. And I heard God say, Rachel, I'm not giving up on you. And for me, that's like, okay, you're not giving up on me. I'm not going to give up on you. So it's when I really started to like try to grow my faith and try to really just pray to God more and I've more and more just conversations with God as I've come to Asbury and just like talking and him like gonna take care of your family you're okay and just really reassuring me so I feel like I've started to trust the Lord more and more and I hopefully will continue to do so so amen thank you Hello, my name is Mike Moeller. Um, I want to talk to you guys about my experience during day zero of Revival. Uh, has anyone else was day zero at Revival yet? I see you. So I want to talk to you about my experience encountering the Holy Spirit. At that day, I was at MediaCom building, and I remember looking at the comms station and seeing Don Mink, Professor Don Mink, uh, calling the newspapers and news reporters and channels about what's going on in chapel. So me and my buddies uh, went to go head over to chapel, and we came through that door over there and the first step that I took into that door I just felt this warmth embrace this best way I can put it is probably peaceful peaceful warm and it was just like comfort it was just this this step it was something else in there and I just knew immediately that the Holy Spirit was here and I remember someone immediately confessing about their sins in front of this whole body of students and then seeing everybody come in together and praying and holding hands on her. I, it just shows you the, how powerful the Holy Spirit is. And I saw that myself and it had a huge impact on me. And I wanted to tell my family that. So I got my phone and I told mom, dad, God is here. God is here. Thank you. Uh, hello, guys. I'm Riley. I'm a junior. And this, God just really laid it on my heart to talk about 
how we don't need to mask any of our worries or problems from him. We don't need to put on a mask when we talk to God because he already knows and also he wants to know you. So I, this summer, I have been recently like worrying a lot about my future and future occupations and future, future jobs, which I know a lot of us in, in here are worried about. And I felt a sense of responsibility that my future was all on me, but it's not. God has the future for me. He's got his plans for me. Does that mean I don't work hard? No, but that means I can trust in him for my future. And since I was holding that back, he couldn't bless my future because I still had it. So I just encourage you guys to give up what you are holding on so tightly to and let him bless it. Yeah. If you, if you could relate to just levels of control and needing help to kind of relinquish that. Would you make yourself known by standing so we can pray for you? It's a vulnerable ask, yeah. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for my brother Riley's testimony and challenge. Jesus, I pray that you would heal the broken places that have made us distrust you relationships and disappointments here on earth that we've applied to your love and your sovereignty and power. So would you heal us and would you speak to us about the things that we're grasping and clinging to? And Jesus, would you give us strength and endurance to hand those back to you? Would you break open our fists so we would be open-handed? So would you give us freedom in this and trust in our future? Jesus, we love you, and to our best of our abilities, we trust you. Help us, Lord. Amen. Thanks, guys. These are our last testimonies of the day. We're going to sing another song after these three. And if you have an urgent testimony in your heart, will you share that with someone today? So just continue this testifying to what God is doing in your life, even as we leave chapel. Hi, my name is Samantha. Um, so about two months before the revival happened, my faith and my mental health took a giant hit. It was like someone took a sledgehammer and went into the nice little castle that I had built of my mental health and my faith, um, and it just smashed it. Uh, my friend group had, in my eyes, it like imploded, um, and I kind of felt alone in all that was going on. I won't get into it because it's personal and it would take too long to explain. But I felt kind of alone and just... Yeah, I was not having a good time. And I knew God was there. I still believed in him, but it felt like he was over there, not here. He was like over there and like he'd forgotten that I existed. So I kept asking him, like, give me something to show me that you're there. I don't care what it is. If you'd like to send an angel, I would love that. Well, he decided not to send an angel, which is probably a good idea. Instead, the revival happened. And I remember I was lying in my bed one night and I was asking him, hey, I just want to know a sign that you're here. And then it was like this voice in my head was like, look, look over at the at Hughes. What do you see at Hughes? And I was like, oh. And I was like, okay, when I said a sign, I didn't mean like thousands of people descending on our campus. And he was like, do you really think I would not go to such lengths for you? Like, come on. Yes, you, you are one in a billion of my children, but I would still go to extreme lengths for you. And I was like, oh, okay. It didn't fix everything right away. And I still am struggling with a lot of stuff, but it did make it better. And on the days where I'm like, where's God? I'm like, hey, you who the revival happened. He's here. <laughs> Amen. He's here. Thank you.
Um, I just want to start out by saying that I did not come here this morning thinking I would go to chapel. I have accommodations so I don't have to be here because it gives me so much anxiety because there are people in this room that hurt me. I was one of the first people during the revival to get up and say, hey, you guys are hurting me and I'm sorry for hurting you. And I'm shaking, I'm sorry. Um, I had people surround me and hug me and tell me that I was loved. And I felt so great and I was up on the stage dancing and singing and people use that as a testimony when they go and speak other places. That, that made no sense to me because my life's still miserable. I lost all my friends in the last month. I've tried so hard to go back and to say I'm sorry, say, God, I love them. I want them to come back into my life. I don't know what to do. My family moved away, my five siblings, four siblings. I'm alone again. I was like, God, how about you start another revival? And I was sitting over at the student center doing homework. He said, go to chapel. I said, I don't want to go to chapel. I'm scared. He said, you need to go to chapel right now. I had no idea what was happening. No idea you guys were talking. And so I came in the back door and I said, oh my gosh. He said, go up and talk. I said, I'm scared because there are people in this room who still don't like me, who still hurt me, who still don't want me to succeed. So I dress like this and I pray and I, I go to work and I come here and I do what I need to do. I'm alone. I walk around, nobody talks to me, nobody waves to me. There's a couple of you who still, who still love me, but my journey at Asbury has been nothing like I thought it would be when I was a freshman. I've had suicidal ideations for three years, still have them, still struggling with them, went to the hospital the other day because of it. Nobody knows about that stuff. Nobody cares. I've had three surgeries in a month. I don't have anybody. I'm not, I'm not getting up here as like a pity party. I'm trying to tell you guys, love each other, please. Stop ghosting each other. Stop gossiping about each other. What happened to the revival was insane. It was amazing. There was so much reconciliation and forgiveness and love, and it disappeared. Please bring it back. Yeah, let's pray. Thank you for my sister's courage. I pray that you administer to her right now. Just send your angels, Psalm 91:11, that you will command your angels concerning us, that they will lift us up in our hands, her foot will not strike a stone. Jesus, would you pour out your peace on my sister? And Jesus, in her courage and vulnerability and her challenge, Jesus, would we listen to your voice and respond accordingly? Jesus, thank you that you don't leave us. Thank you that you don't disappear. And Jesus, I pray that her courage would give faith to those who feel very similar to use their voice boldly to ask and be known. So Jesus, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear those on our campus that need love and that need your presence? And would you rejuvenate my sister here for the way she's poured out? We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, Casey, we just have a few seconds. So um, I'm going to be brief. I This past September, I found out that my mom had stage four cancer. And it was a struggle of like trusting God and just trusting that this is for a reason and for a purpose that I know nothing, but he does. And I've just been meditating on this thought that he's given me of be still in the chaos. So right now I just ask that we bow our heads. And Lord, I pray that while we're going through trials that we are able to just lean on you and we're able to just trust you through it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And